when people ask me to describe my music, I still get tongue-tied and don't really know how to answer it or classify it in any normal kind of way. You know, for me, it's just always poured out of me ever since I was a little girl. Just love to sing, singing all the time, singing to myself. So for me, that's what it's about, the joy of making stuff. Welcome to She Does Podcast. I'm Elaine Sheldon. Today, we have a bonus episode for you featuring Juliana Barwick, the music maker from last week's episode with Alexandria Bombach and Mo Scarpelli from Frame by Frame. If you heard last week's episode, you're already familiar with Juliana's truly unique and beautiful sound. Her music is built around multiple loops and layers of her voice. And like Juliana, I really can't classify what this experimental music sounds like and putting it in a single genre seems kind of reckless and devalues the spontaneous nature of her meandering songs. Juliana Barwick has lived in New York City for over 14 years, but she was born and raised in the South, in Louisiana, Missouri, and Oklahoma. The South is... um a much slower paced, easy breezy, warm in more ways than one kind of place. There's none of the hustle bustle of New York City by any stretch of the imagination. It's almost the antithesis, I would say, growing up in the South compared to New York City. I would say as far as, you know, what's informed my music more than anything is you know, singing in, in choirs in school and singing in church. And my mom was always singing. You know, I was constantly surrounded by the sounds of people singing together with no music in the background. You know, I heard that every week of my life growing up. I would say that had a, has had a lasting effect on my music making. Juliana says she took formal voice and music lessons, but music has always just sort of come out of her. She said since a child, she's always been making music off the top of her head and playing guitar or piano. But it wasn't until she started playing with looping that things really clicked. I was able to make some like really improv on the spot compositions with no forethought so it was just really fun and exciting and uh, I didn't have to like agonize over writing lyrics you know that was 10 years ago when I started doing that and so everything's just been kind of a progression since I started messing around with that stuff In the early days, it was super DIY for Juliana. She used a guitar pedal to loop. She had a four-track cassette recorder lying around and a microphone, so she used those too. And so I was just truly following my nose and figuring stuff out. You know, Sanguine was made without a computer. And by the time I started playing around with floor, with the stuff that was would become fluorine, I'd 
gotten a fancy loop station and knew how to use GarageBand. I just did a piece or contributed to a piece on Pitchfork about GarageBand, which I still use. Back in the day, I, I bought my loop station and read the manual and taught it to myself. I bought my SP404, read the manual, taught it to myself. I went to an Apple Store GarageBand class that was free, taught myself it. You can do it all yourself. You don't need anyone else. And now that things are so easily accessible by internet, it's just a no-brainer, easy kind of thing to do if you're interested in it. Most of her songs start with a loop. She stretches it out and starts adding things on top of it. But with all these endless loops, it feels like a song could constantly have more added to it. So I asked her, how does she know a song is finished? All of a sudden you listen to it all the way through one more time and there's nothing you would take away and there's nothing you would add. And for me, it's when I have a an emotional connection to the song and it and I can listen to it all the way through and I wouldn't change anything. I mean, that's when I know it, it's done. a big showman. I love performing and I don't get nervous about performing, but it's not, I don't ever, it's not a kind of like a center of attention thing. It's more the adventure of it all and the places it takes me and the people that I meet. And she's done some great collaborations in the past. For Nepenthe, she recorded with Sigur Rós collaborator Alex Summers, as well as members of the string quartet Amina. It's a really, really fun thing for me to do and eye-opening and, you know, learn a lot about music making and other people's approaches and stuff. And it's, as far as all the stuff that happened in Iceland goes, it was magical. All the people that played on um, Nepenthe, I mean... Besides the teen girls who we told exactly what to sing, I mean, Amina just let it rip. And, you know, we, we gave them no instruction and they just did their thing. And, uh, and so did Robbie from Moom. So that was just like an amazing experience to be a part of. Juliana has some advice, and it's pretty humble advice, is to keep making stuff and to be a nice person. 
and just do it for the joy of it and like not any other reason besides that and you know be kind to people along the way that's really really important you don't I mean you just have to be good to people everywhere you go it just doesn't work to be not nice (laughs) Juliana's had an exciting year 2015's been good to her. She's doing a film score right now and working on finishing her next album, and she played with the Flaming Lips and Philip Glass at Carnegie Hall. She's had performances all around the world, in Ireland, in the Netherlands, and even a tour in Japan. But one of the most thrilling experiences she has ever had was playing piano for Yoko Ono at her two MoMA shows this year in August. And that was absolutely the most incredible, surreal thing. Because I'm not a piano player. It was sort of last minute. And um, I learned the songs. And as I was playing the piano for her, I was just like thinking to myself, how did I get here? I I just think like being a decent person and continuing to like make your work will lead to really cool, unexpected things sometimes. We're so excited to hear Juliana's next album. Until then, soak up all her other music at shedoespodcast.com slash music. This episode was produced by myself, Elaine Sheldon, and Sarah Ginsberg. Sound correction is by Billy Wiraznik. Join us next week for our final full-length episode of the year, featuring writer and artist Molly Crabapple. Thanks for listening to She Does Music.